does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Jake, our next guest, one of my favorites, him and his family, I'd say, played a uh, somewhat you know pivotal role in some favorite memories of mine in young childhood years. Listen, no disrespect to Jordan, but his brother Joel is one of my all-time favorites, man. Jordan Cornette joins us now on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Jordan, let's just begin right there. I've told you this before, but every time we have you on, I feel like it's worth repeating i think we were the miami hurricanes one year at butler basketball camp and your brother was my coach and i was certainly one of the worst players on the team but your brother anytime i threw my body in there to somewhat act like i was taking a charge him with the officiating whistle would reward me for putting my body in there and then pick me up and carry me to the other end of the floor celebrating the defensive play that i had just made and for like a 10 year old kid there was no cooler moment at that at that time in my life. And, and you know what, guys? It's going to be on with you guys. It's been a while, um, so I'm excited to be catching up with you guys. I appreciate the intro as well, but I always smile. You know, when I think about it, I, I just got home from Greensboro for the ACC tournament, and then I'm in studio here for the weekend, and I just landed back, just got to my house, saw my kids, gave them a kiss. They're out running around doing their thing. And my wife said, how was work? And I said, you know, it was good down there. And I said, this is my favorite part of the year no matter how busy it is, because it's it's busy as all get out for all of us, as you guys well know. But it always makes me think of my brother this time of the month and and everything that goes on around it and all the stories. So being on here with you guys is just another element to how much I love this time because it's the closest I feel to my brother at any time. And it was so fun. You know, let's begin with this, Jordan. And for those that are unaware, Joel Cornette, the butler star, the brother that we're talking about, I know you, you refer to him as Joey, but – you know, I, I think so many people around here remember this time of year, the famous quote, you know, of nobody watched us, everybody counted us out, nobody was talking about this game, and we are still here. That's the quote that I always remember. Get chills so, seeing it. So let's begin with this, Jordan. Give me a school or schools heading into this year's tournament that nobody is talking about, but they are really gelling together, and it would not surprise you if come the second weekend we're like, hey, you know what? They're hanging around, and if you'd paid attention, you would have seen it coming because they picked this time of year to play their best basketball. Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. I can give you a variety of teams. Um, one of them would be Vanderbilt if they're able to get in out of the SEC, which I think with their win yesterday, they should have uh, <clears throat> punched the ticket. They're a very dangerous team. In the last 10 games, what they've done, Coach Stackhouse has a group that buys it defensively. They can score it. <clears throat> they've, got athlete, they've got long athletes on the roster. I think that could be one of those teams. Uh, this is going to make everybody laugh. Uh, but I'll go with the Blue Blood as well. I just got done watching them. And I think everybody's counted out the ACC in its entirety. But Duke looks incredible right now. Duke looks like a team that's ready to go on a crazy run. Now, if my brother heard me answer that question <laughs> with the Duke Blue Devils, uh, I think he would want to get his hands on me as quick as possible. So I'll give you now a mid-major as well, and that's College of Charleston. They can play at a really fast pace, but they can operate in the half court. 
a very connected group that shares it, always assisting on all their field goals, a uh, team that lo- locates a block out good with outlets, do all the fundamental things. And quite honestly, College of Charleston, Pat Kelsey's group there reminds me most of Butler during those primed underdog chip on the shoulder years. Jordan Cornett from ESPN. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Jordan, Jake, my co-host, Mark, our producer, they get tired of me quite a lot for my Notre Dame basketball fandom. Um, it's a bit exhausting to them. Um, <laughs> There's so few of you. They, there are not ma- out there. There are not many of us. <laughs> I was one inside of the RCA Dome for what you guys accomplished back in 2002. I remember the shaved heads and your defensive effort against Bruce Pearl in round one and getting to the Sweet 16. And honestly, it was one of my favorite moments, really, of, of fandom, period. But obviously, <laughs> things have changed. Um, I guess first, before we get into the future in South Bend, what did Mike Bray mean to you? You know, I, I, and to me, he, he was everything, guys, that a, a player-coach relationship should be. I think that's changed a lot in this NIL transfer portal era with how coaches feel like they have to interact with a kid to keep them on their roster. <clears throat> and with all the NIL, which gets in the way of true bonding and relationship building. But for me, it was. I was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, deer-in-headlights 18-year-old that had, had committed to Matt Doherty, and he ended up leaving for Carolina. But you commit to a school and a program, not a coach, and so I ended up recommitting to Coach Bray and investing right back into the program. And so he went from a guy who was legitimately a guy I was nervous to be around because he was a college basketball coach to a guy I grew into this great relationship over my four years player-coach that would be a teacher and a mentor to a guy when I got out of college became a close friend, you know, helped me get into this business, you know, helped me with, you know, different connections along the way and uh, would be a guy I'd lean on for advice. And I think, to me, that's what player-coach relationships should be. Not, what can you do for me in the four years you're there, but what can you mutually do for each other for a relationship that should foster your entire time on this planet after you've come engagement, in engagement with each other? And I think I really cherish that because it reaffirmed my decision to go to Notre Dame and everything that felt right about it. So he's not done coaching. I think George sounds in the mix. We'll see what happens. Uh, but he's still got a, another chapter on the sidelines left in him. Obviously, last year it was a pretty special kind of 48-hour run. I mean, they were a couple of defensive stops away from making the Sweet 16. But I, I don't think you can argue things had gotten a bit stale in the last handful of years there. Um, what does that program need from an injection standpoint at this point? I mean, Kevin and Jake, that's exactly what they need. They need an injection of life. I mean, they need a passionate guy that's going to come in there and do the raw rock stuff, and it's gonna it's gonna try and you know reignite a fan base, but also gets the personnel who you got to bring into a school like that. The shortcomings. I mean, Notre Dame's not the easiest job, and I think a lot of people are gonna appreciate exactly what Coach Bray did in his twenty in his twenty three years when a new guy comes in and has to learn the scope of it first. But the beauty of college basketball now is you can build a roster in the snap of a finger. You go get a couple transfer guys. You go get a big-name guy through recruiting, and you're right back on top. I watched the Pitt basketball team in the ACC be horrible, a dormant group for a lot of years. Cable got a few transfers, and here he is. So it's possible. So does Mike Bra- – if Notre Dame needs, like let's say, just that jolt of energy, Jordan, because I think the world of Mike Bray as well, is it possible Mike Bray just needs a change of scenery? In other words, whatever energy it was that was 
evading him at the end at Notre Dame, would he be able to recapture it at a new setting like a Georgetown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, Jake. I mean, you don't just forget how to coach. You know that as well as anybody. Like, I just think it ran out there. I, I think, for example, the uh, best way I can describe it to the listener is you can be married happily for a decade and everything be great, and it can end up going wrong. It doesn't mean that person can never be a good husband or wife again. And so, to me, Coach Bray just ran out of gas there. The formula was no longer working. I don't know if the relationship's you know, inside the walls were uh, primed as they were before for everybody to get that thing going at the high level it had for so long. And I think if not, I think I know him getting the right fit, which would, I mean, think about Georgetown, his demathetized, the DMV. I mean, Coach Bray is a rock star in those parts. To be able to recruit there, Georgetown being an institution similar to Notre Dame in terms of the obstacles, if there was a job for Coach Bray to seamlessly step into after Notre Dame, it would 100% be Georgetown. It'll be interesting to see if they make what I would believe to be the most proper hire for the Hoyas. So what about Notre Dame? You believe they turn where? I, I think there's a, a bunch of guys on the list. Um, some names you, you would think of that are that are floating out there. I mean, one guy that I think should be at the very top of that list, and, and I – I would imagine he is a guy, Chris Quinn, who's on the staff there with the Miami Heat. I love it. And he, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there. Under, under, he's a Pat Riley made man. And I think if you have that under your under your belt, uh, you have a lot of gravitas and you, you have a lot of clout. And so Chris being one of Notre Dame's own, played with him for two years. He's one of the most principled, disciplined, bright basketball mind guys who understands what it takes to win there. That, that's what I feel comfortable sharing that I think everybody can agree should be on a list. Jordan Cornett is our guest. He's on the Payless Sickers hotline. Of course, he is with ESPN. Jordan, as we enter the, the tournament here, and I know that there's still Big Ten tournament games to be played, but let's talk about Purdue and Indiana. I'm going to start with Purdue. Zach Eady got out. You know, Purdue got off to an unbelievable start on the year, partially because I think Zach Eady is just such an anomaly, and teams really couldn't figure out how to – to guard that and then in the Big Ten they started seeing people the second time through and I think teams had a little bit better idea how to guard Purdue is it possible in the NCAA tournament when you're going up against teams that are still unfamiliar with Purdue as a player you would know this can you learn just from tape of watching teams and say you know what the blueprint is out there and here's what we need to do to, to counter this, or is it a completely unknown now for new teams, which means advantage Purdue because tape and reality are two different things? Tape and reality are two different things. I mean, it's the same reason why Houston's always dangerous. You can say, oh, we're going to prepare all week for Houston's ball pressure and how they play, but you don't have the personnel to go do it. And show me somebody who has on the roster a seven foot four guy you can prepare to defend all week to then go out there and defend that guy all week. So <clears throat> Zach Eady is going to get his. And that's why they're going to be positioned. But I, I got to be honest, guys, I, I'm not a fan of their perimeter and what it takes to win a national championship. I think, that, I think that perimeter is overachieved this year. But to me, you need pros in your backcourt. You need pros on your perimeter to go win this title. Uh, that's just been historically shown as you go through and look at the past teams. You got to have some, some, some first round, second round talent on there and, Quite frankly, Purdue doesn't have that. Those kids have overachieved. They're going to be great college basketball players. They've been good for the most part of this year, but they're starting to get exposed here down the stretch, and I, I think that's going to hold Purdue back. 
Again, Jordan Cornette with us here. Obviously, you hear him on ESPN, ACC Network. He was on the call for Notre Dame earlier this week in the ACC tournament. I, I think based off what you just said, Jordan, I might know your answer to this, but it's a question we've thrown out here locally, so I'll, I'll toss it to you. If you had two things to bet on right now, Purdue making the Elite Eight or Indiana making the Sweet 16, which one would you feel more confident in? I don't know if I'm trying to impress my wife and get get in her good graces. I've been gone all week with two She's kids. She's an IU grad, two. right? She's an IU grad. She's standing right next to me. <clears throat> I'm coughing on my eggs as I say this. <laughs> I think Indiana could get to a Final Four. I, I really do think they could do it. I think when you've got a built-in bucket getter with his back to the basket in turbulent times that can neutralize your offense, slow the game down and get you wanted Trey Jackson Davis, Teams that can pursue twos consistently in a tournament matter. They have that. They have a first-round lottery talent on the perimeter in Hood Shafino, and they've got guys that champion their roles around them. Look, I'd love for Indiana to have been consistent down the stretch, but they won a lot down the stretch. They had some head scratchers, obviously. I think it was the Iowa game. But I look at this group and say, look, I, I love Galloway. I love Miller Cop." I think this group is built to do something serious this year, and I think they, they might have something special. And I, I want you to tell me if you think I'm totally <clears throat> off base here, Jordan. I, we know what you're going to get night in and night out out of Trace Jackson Davis, who has been spectacular. To me, the most critical piston to be firing in sync is Jalen hood Shafino because I think no they, they can kind of go as he goes. You can overcome – an off night with of Trace Jackson Davis, I'm not sure Indiana can overcome an off night from Jalen hood Shafino. Your thoughts? No, and it's a lot to put on a young guy, right? <clears throat> I get I get all that, and he's the most ball-dominant guy because he's the best off the bounce to create. But he's also a first-round talent. And I've just seen too much in this tournament, as you guys have, a guy that can make things happen with the ball that has that elite-level talent if he has other pieces around him like a sturdy veteran bucket getter, walking double-double guy, TJD, I think it puts him in position and I feel like the weight of the world is on him. I think he can put together a string of games good enough to at least get them to a second weekend. And then from there, you just quite simply never know. Jordan Cornette from ESPN with us here. Jordan, I know it's a super, super busy time of year. Like you said, in studio. Now as you're back from the ACC tournament. Um, I do have to end with this. I Whose idea was it to shave the heads before the RC, RCA Dome tournament for the Irish? Was that you know a Chris Thomas so, thing? It was so funny. It was a Chris Thomas and me thing. It was the two freshmen on the team. Uh, but when you're, when you're a guy who averages about 15 minutes a game and the other guy's a freshman All-American, uh, you lead with his voice. So I kind of was just like, Chris, we should do this. Chris, to be the point guard, convince everybody, even the pretty boys on the team, and guys like Maddie Carroll to do it. But – it was one of the. It was for the longest the best moment in Coach Prey's career. Sure. Until he t until he took that thing, as you well know, to another level with the Elite Eight to the 2015 ACC Championship. But it's moments like that that make me think about. Look, of course, it's all about Coach Prey and and his 23 years of leaving, but it's also a, a lion's share of that emotion behind it. Was those stories with those guys and that brotherhood of 72 guys that Coach uh, had on his teams in those 23 years. And I'll, I'll leave it with this, like, and Jake, you get this having played, man. Like, you know what it's like. Like, for me, I did that last game. I was on the sidelines for Coach Brayden's last one. And so when they lost that game at the end to Virginia Tech, it happened fast. And I got the chance to go into the locker room with that Notre Dame team for Coach Bray's last game in that loss at Greensboro. 
walked in there, I saw Coach, and I just burst out in tears. And i got to be honest, it wasn't about Coach Bray and him leaving and the impact he had on me, although he had a big one. It was about my life flashing before my eyes. An 18-year-old, now 39, and what it's meant to see him on the sidelines for 21 years and all the experiences playing sport has afforded me. And for that, I'm forever grateful. I know athletes are getting paid. I know NIL is a thing and all these things. And to a, to a degree, I believe in it. But those moments that we have as former student-athletes are priceless. And we're so blessed to have stuff like that in our life. Means free tickets for Georgetown. That's what that means, Kev. Next year, right? <laughs> I, I hope so. At a steak dinner in D.C., more importantly. That's uh, right. Jordan, really well said. Your brother was one of a kind. And, again, a small dose of being around him uh, certainly made my childhood. Thank you for the time this morning, man. Have a great rest of March. Guys, I appreciate you having me on. My brother's going to be so pissed I said Indiana to a Final Four, too. <laughs> I, I've, really, I've really done the Cornet family name really bad here. I'm going to have to make up for it in the tone. You guys, I appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you soon.